Hello, everyone, and welcome to Diversify Her Podcast. I'm your host, Raven Hayward, and today on the show, I have a special guest, Miss Arielle Brown. Miss Brown actually reached out to me via Instagram, wanting to share her story about how she's in the midst of writing her very own children's book about young girls with type 1 diabetes. And it's such an inspirational story with the way that she came up with this idea to want to write this book because there needs to be more representation just talking about this issue alone and I'm very honored to have you on my show today. Thank you so much for joining me Miss Brown. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine are you? I'm doing well. I'd love for you to start off by just introducing yourself and how you got to where you are today. Yes. Well, once again, my name is Arielle Brown. I'm 32 years old, I'm currently a certified medical assistant and also a mother to a 10-year-old little girl. And um, right now I'm on a journey of writing my own, my first book. It's about just inspire, you know, inspiring people that have type 1 diabetes to let them know that they can overcome it. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. So what made you want to write about the type 1 diabetes? Is there a specific story that you have as to why you're writing this book? Yes. Yeah, so in 2019, um, I went and met with my endocrinologist, which is my diabetes doctor. And I told him that my daughter was afraid of my diabetes. And I was trying to find a book that would be helpful to her. And we searched online and we couldn't find a book that could relate to me or to my daughter. So my doctor said, why don't you write a book? And I said, write a book? I've never had any interest in doing something like that. And I kind of tried to play, you know, downplay what God had gave. So it came back a couple of months ago when my aunt passed away. And it said, write a book. Yes, thank you. Yeah, it said to, you know, write a book. And it just kept coming stronger and stronger each time. So after church one Sunday, I wrote the whole entire book out. And basically, it shocked me because I didn't have any plans of doing it. But when God gives you a calling over your life, you got to push through it and you got to do it. So that's that's what kind of got me started in trying to even write a book. And I also define myself as someone living with diabetes and not a diabetic, because Mm -hmm. when you're called when you're labeled a diabetic, that means that that's just me checking my blood sugars, giving injections, just living that day to day life basis. But someone living with diabetes also is a mother, a father, a sister, a son, a friend. It's more than just the diagnosis. Right. That's such a beautiful story. So when does the book come out? Or has your daughter read the book? Or when when do you plan on releasing the book? Yeah. So um, after I wrote it, me and my daughter laid in the bed and I read to her. She looked up at me. She says, Mommy, I didn't know you experienced all that. And she almost, it almost looked like she was ready to cry because she didn't know that mommy had dealt with all that stuff. But I really want my book to be able to come out around August because August will be 20 years for me with type 1 diabetes. Yeah. So you were 12 years old when you were diagnosed? Could you just walk us through that story, um, if you don't mind, as to what exactly happened, um, you know, the things that were going through your mind and how you lived with that? Yes, most definitely. So first and foremost, um, getting diagnosed with diabetes at 12 was extremely hard because I didn't have anybody that looked like me. No one in my family had type 1 diabetes. And to go through that and not have somebody to turn to and be like, how do you experience this? How do you live through this? I really thought I was dying. 
But I have to give honor to God and I have to give honor to my parents and especially my mom. My mom saved my life. My mom noticed that I had signs and symptoms and she was researching and she stood outside one day and she said, God, what is wrong with my child? And he revealed diabetes to her. So my mom just took that call of action and said, you know, we got to see what's going on with my daughter. And that journey, like I said, has not been easy at all. I've gone through anxiety, depression, feeling alone, feeling like I didn't, I didn't even think I would live to see 32 years old, to be honest. But going through it, I wouldn't have changed anything about my life because it has made me the woman that I am today. Oh, wow. That's such a beautiful yeah. and inspiring story. So Thank along you. through your journey, what is one piece of advice that has stuck with you that's helped you to stay as strong as you are? Yeah, so I would say through my journey, um, I kind of basically thought about my grandfather, my papa. Um, he passed away in 2000, and I got diagnosed with diabetes in 2002. And my papa had cancer, and I didn't know at the time that he had cancer. But to see him go through his sickness and not show me that he was weak, he still showed me that he was a strong individual. He was also a preacher. And I think going through my journey, I always remembered the 23rd Psalm, that the Lord is my shepherd, because he mm -hmm. taught me that when I was around seven or eight years old. And that just stuck with me because I know through this journey, we all go through different journeys, whether it's diabetes or cancer. But just to know that God is with me on this journey and God will lead people to my path to support me, that has been my inspiration. Just my papa, the 23rd Psalm, and my support system. That's mm -hmm. what's getting me through my journey. I love that. Yeah. So just having a support system and, you know, understanding that it does take a village, right? So yes, it sure does. So through, um, you know, you writing your book, what challenges have you faced through doing it or have you faced any challenges through writing this book? Yeah. So I would say, I think the first challenge would be accepting that God needed me to write a book. That was a struggle because the times that I thought he wanted me to write a book, I said, I don't know, but just accepting that he wanted me to write a book. And then after I wrote a book, I didn't really have any mentors. I didn't know how to, no one in my family had ever written a book before. So I didn't mm -hmm. have anybody to go to. So I prayed and asked God to send me a mentor, but he sent me mentors. I have, mm -hmm. I have so many people that have already written books. That's not even in my family, but we had a family friend of ours that wrote a book and she, and she, you know, um, reached out to one of her friends and then reached out to another friend and reached out to another friend. So what I asked for, God gave me more. So I felt like doing this journey, the challenge was just me accepting the calling. But now it's just like, OK, God, I trust you through this journey. Mm -hmm. And it's been a blessing. Yes. Yes, that's really amazing. So um, I know through a lot, um, you've been talking about how your faith has helped you to get to where you yeah. are and just your connection. Um, in your relationship with God. So for some of my listeners here who are maybe trying to strengthen or build that relationship with God, um, do you have any advice as to how you did build your relationship up so strong with him or, you know, how yeah. you've been able to just um, sort of follow him blindly and just trust in his process? Yes, I would say first and foremost, just getting to build a relationship with God, you know, praying, reading your Bible. I even have a prayer book. And I've also encouraged some of my friends, my closest friends to start, you know, prayer books. I've had a prayer book for about six or seven years. Because sometimes some people can't just really sit there and just talk out stuff. 
some people do better with just writing it out. And I feel like that has strengthened my relationship with God as far as praying and reading my Bible, going to church, just living the life that he called me to do, just being obedient to the spirit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, yes. thank you for that. So, um, yeah, you know, you. the title of my podcast is Diversify Her. And I know earlier how you were expressing when you first got diagnosed, how, you know, you didn't really have anyone that you could you know, call to or lean on when you were going through those things that you were experiencing. So, um, and now that it is 2022, do you feel that, you know, diabetes is something that's talked about more openly? And if not, what more do you think can be done? Yes. Um, So I would say, um, as far as with diabetes awareness, I see a lot about like the cost of how much your medical supplies are, the complications, the symptoms. And growing up with diabetes, I didn't see some, I didn't see so many like support groups and different things where people say, push through this thing, you can conquer it. It mm-hmm. just told us the symptoms that we experienced. It, it told us about the complications. You can go blind, you can lose your arm and legs, and dialysis. I never really heard, except from my healthcare providers, how I could push through. And what I want to bring to the table, I want to give diabetes a new look. That means push through. Sometimes we experience the lows, we experience the highs, but you've got to push through. If your mindset is not right with diabetes or anything, you can't overcome it. So I just basically want to show people, look, I've lived through this thing. This thing hasn't been easy, but I'm still here. And Raven, if I can just share a little story for, you know, story to you that can inspire, you know, maybe you and also your listeners. When I was 17 years old, I tried to commit suicide try to commit suicide with my insulin pump and looking back and what I tried to do did not kill me and that was God showing me right then and there Aria you think this is the end but this is only the beginning Mm -hmm. and I just want to be able to share my story with people to let them know push through this thing like I don't know I don't know these listeners I don't know who's going to listen but I just want to be an inspiration to people say push through anything that God gives you because you don't know who you are blessing Mm -hmm. and I didn't try to do that because I didn't have the support system. My father's a preacher. My mother's into the church. I had a strong family system, but sometimes people don't know what's dealing with on the inside. And I, I couldn't see a future, but I just want people to know, live like you have a future, live like you can be the president of the United States, live like you can be a doctor, live like you can be a lawyer, whatever your heart's desire, live through that thing, because we all have a future. We all go through trouble in our life that calls us to, feel like we can't take it but mm-hmm. you can push through I'm a living witness of God you can live through it because can be here today but it's by the grace of God that I'm still here to share my story and help somebody else along the way that's that's what my job is my calling is to save people by getting them to change their mind and know how important and valuable they are oh wow so, that's yeah. so amazing pushing through and you know yeah. just here, that's oh wow Thank you so much for sharing that story. I know You're um, it's been hard, you know, especially through this pandemic, you know, just pushing through and, um, you know, yeah. with our generation, how we pretty much just saw the world go on pause, right? And not yeah. really knowing what our future holds and us just trying to do everything we can just to sort of distract ourselves from all of the bad that's going on in the world. and 
hearing your yeah. testimony just to push through and know that yeah. you know even though it's hard right now it may not be hard in the future and you just have to continue yeah. to keep pushing forward and I know um that you said that you are a certified medical assistant so yeah what inspired you to want to do that career was it from when you were 12 years old and did that spark you into wanting to be a medical assistant yeah, so I would say even before my diabetes, I always had an interest in the medical field. Even a little girl going to the pediatrician office, my pediatrician, Dr. Lee, was he was amazing. Like, And I could tell that as a child, he knew that I would go into the medical field because when I was 16 years old, he let me do an internship in his office, being oh, a medical wow. assistant. Yes. <laughs> so it's like when I got diabetes and I realized the people that helped me in the medical field I wanted to be that same person for somebody that's sitting in my shoes, you know, Mm -hmm. sitting in my chair. And um, I actually was in an RM program. I had one more semester to go and I fell by two points. And my doctor actually reached out to me. So where I work at now is the doctor's office that I (laughs) that I have been going to for so many years. for my Uh, (laughs) Yes. Yes. So my job, when I tell you I love my job, I'm passionate about my job because I teach people how to check their blood sugars. I teach them how to give injections. I just can share my story every time I go in a room. And Mm -hmm. when I leave out that room, I can tell patients that have really been touched by my story because I can't be ashamed of it because you never know who is watching you. Like when I was younger, when I got on my pump, I used to wear my pump in my shirt to hide it. But I've noticed now I keep my pump on my side because you don't know who sees the pump and be like, hey, I got one of those or what is that? Mm-hmm. somebody is always watching you and it's never you're never in the wrong place at the wrong time if you're always at the right place at the right time so mm-hmm. that's where that's how I got where I am today you know a, a failure pushed me to my purpose failing nursing school has pushed me into my purpose so a, a failure is not a denial it just means God has something better in store for you yeah taking those um I know what we say is how you have a win and a loss and taking that L as mm-hmm. a lesson and not a loss and understanding yeah. that everything yes. does happen for a reason right so what's mm-hmm. one common myth about having diabetes that you would like to debunk let's see with diabetes I would say a lot of times people will ask, and not even now, just through my journey, um, are you sure you can eat that? Mm. Like I would just be like a, a cookie or some candy or drinking a, a juice. Can you eat that? And a lot of times that made me feel very insecure. Like, can I really eat this? But when mm. I sat down to talk to my doctor, he says, Aria, everybody, can, everybody has to watch what they eat. You know, Mm -hmm. um, with diabetes, we have to be a little bit cautious as far as what we're eating. But that's anybody that's with diabetes or not. He always says you have to eat in moderation. So Mm -hmm. back then, I would get a little scared when somebody said, are you supposed to be eating that? But now somebody said, can I eat it? I said, I know what my body can take. So Mm -hmm. it's like just coming back with a positive punch. Like, I know what I can have. I've had this for about 20 years. I know know how to deal with this. And then I started to educate. So. When somebody comes with me to comes to me with a myth, I come to you with a fact. Mm-hmm. So it just goes back. Yes. All right. So um, could you just break down what exactly diabetes is and how that affects okay. you? Yes. Yeah. 
So with diabetes, it's when your your pancreas um, stops producing insulin. And basically, when somebody has diabetes and they eat, you know, candy and different foods, their sugar can go up because no insulin is keeping it controlled. Mm -hmm. So you take somebody like my daughter that doesn't have diabetes. When she eats something, it doesn't affect her. So when your blood sugar with diabetes, you can experience lows and highs. Your doctor wants to make sure your blood sugar stays controlled. That way you don't experience complications. That's why I think, you know, best to exercise, eat right, and even your mental health. Mm. So it's like diabetes is a wide, <laughs> it's a very wide topic, but basically your body does not produce insulin. You need the insulin in order to break down things properly. Right. And you speak yeah. on mental health. So what's one mm-hmm. way that you choose to prioritize your mental health and you're taking care of yourself? Yeah. So mental, for me, as far as my mental health, is just talking about overcoming what I've been through. I feel like just when I told you about my prayer book, writing down things and also just talking to my friends or talking to people that I don't even know, that's that's helping my mental health because that's mm-hmm. something that I used to be very ashamed of. But just being proud and showing people we all go through different stuff, that actually helps my mental health. Because when things are stuck inside of me or stuck inside anybody, it can be very stressful because you're like, how do I express this? How do I let it out? But me just being able to talk to people I know and I don't know, that mm-hmm. helps my mental health. Oh, wow. That's so beautiful. Yeah. So as we thank come, you. yes, and thank you again just for sharing your story with us. So as I come thank to you. the end of this episode, a signature question that I have on my podcast is what's one piece of advice you would give Gen Z listeners to go out and diversify themselves? I would say be you because if God wanted us all to look the same, he would have created one individual. Mm -hmm. And I would just say, be proud of whatever you face in life and just know that somebody is always watching and you can only be the best version of you. Mm -hmm. That's something that I would leave for. (laughs) Only be the best version of you. Yes. Yes. So where can my listeners um, connect with you online? Maybe if they just want to reach out to you or know when your book is coming out and that exact date, where can my listeners connect with you? So I will say first is my Instagram page and that's called pumped underscore the number four underscore my underscore journey. And journey, just so if somebody um, wants to know, is J-O-U-R-N-E-Y. And I also just created an email address because I also want to be a motivational speaker, not just, you know, create a book. I want to go around and just inspire those. And my email address is, um, this is all lowercase, Ariel Brown. And my first name is spelled A-R-I-E-L. So Ariel Brown at pumpedformyjourney.com. Got it. Thank you. And I'll also have that listed in the biography below so that um, they can see that as they're listening to the episode. And thank you again so much for coming on and sharing your story. It was truly inspiring. And I wish you the best of luck with your book. And I can't wait for when it comes out to read it. And it was such a pleasure meeting you. 
thank you so much again for even having this type of platform where, you know, individuals can come out and just diversify themselves and show people to just push through. So thank you. Thank you. So there you have it, everyone. Please make sure that you go and connect with Ms. Brown and make sure to go get her book whenever it's released. And that's all I have for you. I'll see you next time on Diversify Her.